I'm Huey, the Comic Half Squatch, and High Commander of the Blaster Stash of Comic Book Review Show on YouTube. And I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon. You can too by going to patreon.com slash Gen X Grown Up. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners, to episode 70 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. Wow, it's older than us? <laughs> is it just now older than you? Did it just become older? Well, no. <laughs> right, last time... It was still 69, just like Mo. Now it's older than him. Ooh. <laughs> I am John. Joining us, as always, is Mo. Hey, everybody. And George is here. Hey, how's it going, guys? In this episode, we're going to take a first look at a new Amazon sci-fi series where the impossible becomes possible. Check out some tech to make your work-from-home conference calls a little more tolerable. And test drive Google's attempt at video game streaming. First, though, we have some fourth listener email to catch up on. The fourth listener email this episode is from Scott. You'll remember, George, you're going through your ABCs of uh, old Steam games that you've got. Yep. A few episodes ago, you played Cave Blazers. Remember that? Yes, yes, Cave Blazers. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mentioned yep. that you said it was randomly generated. It sounds like a roguelike. Then I went right on the heels of that and said, but I'm not sure what a roguelike is. Maybe someone will tell us. So well. <laughs> Scott wrote in and said, hey, in regards to roguelikes. Uh, said, first off, a roguelike game gets its name from a 1981 ASCII graphics computer game called Rogue. Oh, well, oh. there you go, roguelike. Oh. Makes sense. Yep. I guess, yeah. Many people are more familiar with its clone called NetHack, which I definitely remember hearing about. Uh, but make, make no mistake, Rogue was first by several years. And he says the gameplay that defines Rogue and therefore roguelikes are procedurally generated levels, monsters, and loot, very much like your cave blazers, George, which means no two uh, playthroughs are the same, he says. Right. Turn-based gameplay, stuff only moved when you moved, which I think most roguelikes these days don't do. And permadeath, when you died, you died. You've got to start over and go do the whole thing over from scratch. Yeah, that's pretty accurate for, okay. I mean, not not the turn-based part, but everything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes on even to say, having all those exact things aren't necessary to be a roguelike in this day and age, and many of them allow you to retain some sort of progression after you die, for example, but the fun of roguelike stems from the excitement of finding something new each time you play and seeing how far you can get. So, yeah, that's kind of what I thought a roguelike was, so I'm glad I wasn't too far off base, and your cave blazers, I think, definitely qualifies. Scott, I appreciate you writing in to uh, let us know. He says, hope that helps. Scott, it absolutely does. I appreciate oh, that. Cool. Yeah, thanks for the clarification. Yeah, <laughs> for me, for sure. <laughs> uh, we love it. Anytime the fourth listener writes in, if you'd like your email read on the show, you can hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. Uh, we read every single one, reply. Most of them make it in the show. Before we get into the body of the show, though, we have a brand new iTunes review to share with wow. you. Wow. Those are super special. <sighs> they are. I love them. If you haven't left us an iTunes review yet, wish you would. It really, really helps. Just like Sticks of Kansas did a few days ago. His iTunes review subject was get in a time machine and relive the 70s and 80s. That sounds like us. Ooh, time machine. Gotta love a time machine reference. It was a five-star review. Obviously, that's what we deserve. So you should give us a five-star <laughs> review. Talk about it. <laughs> Natural. No, I would talk about it. I would. Uh, what do you think I am, George? I don't hide the truth when wow. it's inconvenient. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, bad enough that you just went on like a seven-minute soliloquy there without taking a breath, but then you're going to insult me for... On top of all that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sticks of Kansas said in his review, I'm not much of a podcast listener, but I was really turned on by this show and I'm now an avid listener. These awesome. guys bring up so much history about what it was like growing up as Gen Xer and all the life events, games, positive stuff, and crap-awful stuff we encountered in our growing up years. Now I need to figure out how this Patreon thing works and figure out how to pass a few bucks to them for having such an awesome podcast. Well worth the listen. Cool. Well, we'll Thanks, Sticks of that Kansas. Part. <laughs> yeah, we'll work that out. Stick around at the end. We'll tell you all about how to get on that Patreon thing. It's easy. Uh, we just, we love it. iTunes reviews really, really help us. If you haven't yet, we know it's a pain. Head over to uh, iTunes or however you listen to your shows. Anywhere you can review. It really helps people to find us. All right. Got that good business out of the way. It's time to jump into the body of the show. Right for this. Cool. Airwick presents the smelliest reasons for using Carpet Fresh. Once these odors are trapped in the rug, they're in the room. Double Action Carpet Fresh Rug and Room Deodorizer eliminates odors at their source and leaves a fresh, clean scent. Nothing freshens carpets like Carpet Fresh. Well, let's kick it off with our media segment. Could be what we're listening to or watching or uh, checking out. Uh, and frankly, paying attention to media is about the only thing that's a distraction these days since we can't go outdoors. <laughs> yeah, can't go to movies. Yeah, No, it's not. Mo, let's start with you. What have you been checking out? Sure. Uh, it's a new series from Amazon Prime called Tales from the Loop. Have you guys seen this one? It might I have saw dropped the on trailer your... for it. The trailer has the old man and the little kid standing on the yes. scape with the weird object in the background. It's like a robot or something. I saw the poster. That's about it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. So I binge watched it. Watched the whole thing. It's only eight episodes, so it's actually not that long. It's a weird, how should I put this? It's a very low-key science fiction story. So it, the stories are really more about like the people with a sci-fi sort of twist in there a little bit just to kind of push it on. And they cover like all the standard tropes. There's a little bit of time travel, a little bit of parallel world action going on. I, I mean, I really enjoyed it because it's all about the people. And the thing that's really cool about it, it takes place in this one town and a person who's a minor character in the first episode suddenly is the main character in the third episode. Hmm, okay. That's a different kind of structure. And somebody who's a main character here is now a minor character someplace else. It's a very cool series. So I'm curious what the premise is. I read a little bit about so the title of it is the Tales from the Loop has something to do with yeah. the loop being an artifact or a tool or something. What's causing what's causing the weird sci-fi stuff oh, okay. going well, on in the show? It's basically this town is built on this one company. Oh, okay. Just called The Loop. Everything is underground and some sort of secret lab and nobody knows exactly what's going on, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And the stuff they're experimenting with is things like time travel and teleportation and all these oh, super sci-fi I've seen sci this already. It was, it was called Eureka. Did we see that one already? <laughs> yeah, but this is definitely, definitely a more, uh, what's the right word? for this a, a more heavier darker heavier yeah i would say it's definitely yeah, heavier, okay but yeah. but the stories are very cool and they're all like super human stories okay like there's a guy who's trying to protect his family because he's t like petrified that something's going to happen to them and the weird thing about this show is like if you look at the technology of the everyday technology it's mm -hmm. all like early 70s tech okay does it take place in the 70s they or don't actually say but that's the, okay. the feel you get maybe it is okay where they still have things like with vacuum tubes and they still have like the tvs are still like the old regular old TVs that we used to have back like in the day. Like tube TVs or something. Yeah, tube TVs. Okay. Yeah. But you see a guy has a prosthetic arm that's like a total working prosthetic arm. Like it's almost like a oh. futuristic prosthetic arm. Maybe they're arm benefiting the from world. the loop company or something. Okay. Either from the loop company. Yeah, so it's, it's a weird and there's like a harvester, like normal like crop harvester, but it hovers. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just like, it's, yeah. it's a very weird juxtaposition of it these It almost sounds like things. steampunky. It's like retro and future together or something a little bit, but okay. I would say it's a little bit like that. So you've watched all of it. It's eight yeah. episodes. Is this ongoing series? Is it going to 
to be more? What did you think of it? And should someone who is interested in sci-fi check this out? To tell you the truth, I think this goes even if you're not into sci-fi. I think you oh, enjoy okay. this because they say yeah. the stories are just like just human stories about you know people and you meet your younger self and what do you talk, what do you do and that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, it's oh, all about okay, that kind of story stuff. It definitely, I think, is a is a good scene. Now, is it going to continue? I don't know because there's like this one kind of story arc that kind of goes through the whole thing in the mm-hmm. background, sort of, and it ends at the eighth episode. I don't know, but could they do more? Absolutely. So it actually has a conclusion if you watch these eight episodes, but it might continue. It's not yeah. a cliffhanger, at least. <laughs> it's not, no, not a cliffhanger. Yeah. Okay, good. So it's definitely, it's, it's a great watch. I really enjoyed it. It was a little slow starting because I was like, where the hell is this thing going? It's a weird thing with this little girl and she's trying to, her mom, it works at the loop and she's doing something weird, whatever, at the house. And the girl comes home and her house is literally gone, like mm. gone, gone. That's never good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like it's just, <laughs> there's no house at all there. She's trying to figure, the little girl's trying to figure out what the hell is happening. Great stories, great writing. Definitely worth the time to watch. I'll certainly check it out. It's called Tales from the Loop on Amazon Prime. Is that right? Yep. Okay. All right. I have not seen that, nor has George, but I know George has been checking something out that he was looking forward to. George, what have you been watching? Well, yeah. I, I think he's checkboxing here. Oh, now I'm checkboxing. <laughs> Fine. I didn't say that. I, he was definitely watching it. He, he gets credit. Full credit. <laughs> he does. Now, I went ahead and started uh, watching Ozark Season 3. You were looking forward to it, I know. Yeah, I started watching it on a Tuesday, and I finished it on a Tuesday. So, <laughs> there we go. It's How over. much of it? How many episodes did you <laughs> binge was, on a Tuesday? I think it was like nine or ten again. Wow. Think, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, it's just one of those series that grabs me and keeps me clicking that next episode button, just like a good binge watch should. Again, Jason Bateman is awesome. Laura Linney plays a great character as his wife. It's just a fun series all the way through. It's got high drama. It brings characters back that had left at the end of another season that you didn't expect to see back. And there's a lot of turmoil and everything. I think it's one of the best series going on on streaming right now. It's a Netflix series. Oddly enough, I just watched an interview with uh, Jason Bateman and Jimmy Kimmel where he was on the show, you know, but Mm -hmm. they're all doing it from home. And Bateman said that they haven't heard yet about a season four. So that kind of surprised me. I thought with Netflix, you know, they get their metrics right away, obviously. You know, they know right when somebody clicks an episode. I would have thought Netflix would have already greenlit this thing day one. And if ever their numbers were high, this is the time when their numbers are going to be high. You'd think they'd be doing well. Yeah. In fact, I saw the Ozarks was like in their top 10. It is. It's in their top 10 almost every single week. Yeah. Yeah, They have that new top 10 thing where it's Mm -hmm. the stuff that's Mm -hmm. being watched by more people in the U.S. You can also do a top 10 of the world if you want to switch your settings and stuff. But oh, really? It's that. been in their top 10. It was even in their top three for like a week and a half. Did it beat Tiger King? <laughs> <laughs> for anybody who hasn't heard us talking about it before, Ozark is the story of a family. The father of the family was a investment banker, kind of money mm-hmm. planner guy. And he and his company were laundering money for a drug cartel out of Mexico. His partner gets killed for stealing money off the top from the drug company or the drug cartel and they go on the run and have to go over to the Ozarks from Chicago. They move their whole family to set up a whole new money laundering business just to keep themselves alive. And hilarity wow. ensues. Hilarity, oh, yeah. As Mo likes to say, hilarity ensues. <laughs> well, I tell you, I just checked out Netflix as of this moment. It's number four. Yep. See? Yeah, still. Although Tiger King is still number two. So. <laughs> well, Tiger King got bumped got a new back episode, up because they it? had a new episode. So, oh, really? Yeah. Tiger King ah. released an interview episode where they interviewed 
interviewed all the different people that were on the show, except for Tiger King, who the was, Tiger King. he was saying in his social media stuff, because believe it or not, that guy has social media going right now. He has people doing social media for him. And oh, sure. Listen, money if you were number two account. on Netflix, you'd have somebody doing your social media too, George. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> if the George show was up in the top 10, you would be rolling in the dough. I'm telling you. Yeah. So it's no wonder that they're number two. But yeah, Ozark being in the top four, that's awesome. I think it's a great series and you should definitely check it out if you're stuck at home, which 99% of the world is right now, I'm sure. It's well worth nine, 10 hours worth of your time to finish those episodes. Yeah, you inspired me. I, I've got it. Re- it's in my queue. I'm going to watch it. I think yeah. I watched the pilot a long time ago and went, that's pretty cool. I never got back to it, but your enthusiasm has made me, I'm going to check it out. Now, something I have gotten a chance to watch that I wanted to share with you. I'm nuts for animation, you know, Family Guy, King of the Hill, Simpsons, all that kind of stuff. I, I, I love it. I even talked about a new animated series a few weeks ago. Uh, it's been it several was, months now. The, the Bless the Hearts was yeah, that yeah, yeah. made oh, by yeah, the yeah. creators of yeah, King yeah. of the Hill. Mm-hmm. And I told you it was kind of meh and it's all right. Yeah. They had maybe a 10 episode run and they're That was the one where they had right their now. Walmart was the only thing in common they had Yeah, with King exactly. Of the, Hill. the Megalomart. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And it was kind of meh. So a new animation series just began a few weeks back called Duncanville. Like the name of a kid, Duncan, which and this Duncanville. It'd be like, it's like okay. Georgetown or, you know, Moberg. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> it's Duncanville. Moberg. You like Moberg? <laughs> That's his new zip code is in, yeah. in Moberg. So Duncanville, I just, all I saw was animation and I'm like, I'm in, I want to see it. Uh, it was created by Amy Poehler and Mike oh. Scully of, uh, oh. which you might recognize from Simpsons fame and stars Amy Poehler, who voices two characters in it, both the mother and the boy Duncan. Very common, I guess, for women to voice young boys because right. they kind of sound sure. prepubescent or whatever. It works great. Ty Burrell is in it. Ricky Lindholm, uh, all her voices. So I gave it a shot. I downloaded it. And uh, do you guys remember like back when The Simpsons was good? Remember that time? Yeah. The heyday? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Duncanville, it started out maybe in the first half episode. I'm like, oh, it's another Me Too. It's not going to be, oh my God, no. It is not that. It is incredibly <laughs> good. And I, it's hard to put my finger on why. So I'll, I'll start by saying you should absolutely watch it. If you enjoyed The Simpsons and their heyday, imagine like a modern Simpsons, but less crazy. So rather than caricatures, it's not like the super bad boy, the super stupid dad. All these people have more layers. I call them people. They're cartoons. <laughs> All the characters have layers, which is good. And you know they have failings, but they also have kind of like good intent. You know, they're not like, shut up, Meg. It's not like a family guy, dysfunctional family. But it's not as kind of rosy as Bob's Burgers, which is kind of always held as this uh, the pinnacle of this really family positive, everybody gets along kind of uh, mm-hmm. series. But it's, it's a nice, happy medium. And it has six episodes out so far. I've seen all of them. And for people who listen to this show and George and Mo, if you don't enjoy the entire series, you should definitely at least watch the sixth episode where the mother and father are, uh, they're kind of like, they've been in their marriage for a long time and it's kind of like cooled and the passion isn't there and they're having trouble. On their anniversary, they go to Home Depot to buy some mulch or something. (laughs) Hell of an anniversary trip right there, folks. Is that the 13th right. anniversary? Mulch is the gift for the 13th. Yeah, I think that is. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I thought I thought 13th was gravel. I'm not sure, but <laughs> Oh, that's right. It's 12th. 12th is mulch. 13th <laughs> yeah, is mulch. gravel. Yeah, that's, that's right. I'm sure there's a list somewhere. We'll check it out. <laughs> Pete Moss is in the seven or eight, I think. 
but they escort them into this like speakeasy, this secret room in the back of this bar. And it's a super 80s throwback bar to help people like rekindle the memories of what they love. Oh, There's cool. a band playing like Devo music and Alf is on the drums. <laughs> <laughs> They've got an angry TV dad who is the bartender. <laughs> he's he's like, shut the damn door. You think I'm made of money? Hey, what can I get you? <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of humor this thing has. And the characters have dimensions. I, I mentioned that the dad is not just a doofus. He's a great dad. He's trying hard at it, but he is also like a rock and roll, just fanatic. His garage is full of props from rock concerts he's been to. There's a lot of depth to it. The writing is good. Duncanville, man, this is like timeless. This is like Scorpion. This is a show that I want to make sure people hear about because I don't want it to die. It deserves to be seen. Well, so you've told us a little bit about the show, but A, how long are the episodes? And B, what network or streaming services? Yeah, how do you watch it? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's part of Fox's animation domination thing. So I think oh, okay. it's Fox Sundays, 30 minute show. So the episodes without commercials are 22, 23 minutes yeah. or whatever. Okay. It's an easy watch, man. I, I'm going to go back and rewatch while I'm waiting on episode seven because the first six are, they're good enough on their own. You know, often a show will start and you're like, eh, it took a season to kind of find yeah, itself. Find right. Its, find itself, yeah. I think it's found itself. After the halfway through the first episode, I was in and I'm sold. So you should definitely check out Duncanville on Fox. I think you're going to dig it. All right, cool. Now stay tuned for the amazing Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk. A bad guy poses as Spider-Man and goes on a crime spree, but can he fool the Spider-Friends next? Tonight on Different Strokes, will Willis be voted prom queen? Then on Jennifer Slept Here, Jennifer says yes to an old flame, but will she say I do? Be there. And it's time for... Oh, wait a second. This is George's thing. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck off. That's George's thing. Right sorry, sorry, away. sorry. I don't want to... Oh, my goodness. Don't want to step on upon the territory. that line. I didn't mean to do that. And I'm watching the video, too, and I'm like, I see him bowing himself up like his shoulders and everything. I'm like, what the hell is Mo about to do? <laughs> He's so, amped up. All right. So it's time for Tekken Toys. Again, I got something. So I'm starting another streak of two. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how this <laughs> looks in a few, well, few episodes. Just, I'm pretty happy with this one. Yeah, I'll let him call it a streak this time at least by athletic standards two in a row is somewhat a streak usually we reserve mm-hmm. that word for three so on the next right. podcast we'll see if you really make streaks all right or all right we'll wait for you, one then you more have a podcast. three-peat maybe the next time yeah. <laughs> okay so before we get to my awesome tech toy oh save the best for last we'll save best for last as usual i'm not saying it's not as good but something different so we'll, <laughs> damn we'll start with george so damn got going for this guy. <laughs> we are such good friends well. on this podcast <laughs> George, on behalf of Mo, I apologize. Yeah, I'll do you on behalf of Mo. Wait, wait, I didn't ask for that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. That's why I Mo had to just sit drinking coffee. He's not doing anything on behalf. Well, in, in all honesty, Mo, you're right. This one's probably the suckiest of the three takes. <laughs> I rescind my apology on behalf of Mo. It's no secret that we're all working from home and we're having yeah. to do conference mm-hmm. calls and video this and Zoom that and everything. I had a gaming headset that one of my kids had let me borrow for those purposes. Mm -hmm. And it was this massive, like, turn my head into the Princess Leia ears kind of thing. (laughs) The the big helmet. Yeah, it was sweaty (laughs) and it was awkward. The microphone was only on one side of the earpiece, so you couldn't switch it around if the cable was coming across your body or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hated it. It gave me headaches after like 30 minutes of wearing it. Oh, it's pressing too tight kind of thing. Yeah, and, you know, you're on these conference calls now most people Mm -hmm. it's like a regular meeting so you're on there for 45 minutes maybe an hour and then you have another one right after that and then another one right after that and so it was very painful all day long so i said i want to get me one of those kind of headsets like they wear in a call center where it's just the 
one speaker on one ear, ear and, and the microphone mm-hmm. and you can it's got like a 235 degree rotation on the microphone so you can put it on the other ear if you want and flip them around oh, flip ears yeah, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. i said i uh-huh. want to get one of those so i went to amazon like right as this whole work from home thing started oh no good luck yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm surprised you found something <laughs> suddenly everyone on the planet who never cared about teleconferencing or using a computer for audio right they all need equipment every single yeah, one of cams them. and headsets i know yeah right so these things were like you could order them but they were like two to three weeks out for delivery yeah. and that was with prime wow. with prime mm-hmm. delivery and i'm like god okay no i'll just go to walmart so that weekend <laughs> i went to walmart and i said i should have bought that thing on amazon last <laughs> week because it would be only a week away now <laughs> they sold out <laughs> they were they didn't have anything on their shelves not oh, even yeah. their cheap the one nothing they had no, no. headsets on their shelves wow. whatsoever mm. yeah. uh, even the gaming headsets were down to almost like just one or two and i'm like i'm not going down that road again <laughs> and the one left was the one george already had right <laughs> princess leia sweaty you've already got covered, exactly. you don't that thing covered. <laughs> so i went back i ordered this one it was due to come in like in three or four weeks it actually came in in two weeks so that's something to let our listeners know if you see a delivery date on Amazon, go ahead and expect that. But there is every possibility that it'll actually show up sooner than what the delivery date says. Mine came in over a week faster than it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. So I was very happy. Okay. But these are called the Call Ease headsets. And Mo, I'll give you a link that you can put down in the show notes for people to go. Okay. Right now, they're, they're back in stock. They're being sold Ooh. for $28.95, I think it is. I bought them at 26 right. That's not awful. It's not awful at all. They're a USB headset. So yeah. all you have to do That's is plug must. it in. It works. Uh, Windows 10 had no problems recognizing the headsets at all. I didn't have to worry about going to download drivers or anything. Worked instantly with Zoom and WebEx and all the other things that we use, Discord. And I've been using them for everything. They are so much more comfortable. And John, we did a test. Yeah, you right? pinged me on, on chat and you said, hey, you got a minute? I'm like, oh, yeah, let's see what's going on. He's like, I want to test out my headset. And we, we jumped into Discord and we chatted for a minute. And man, you sounded great. Crystal Wait, clear. than normal or? Yeah. I don't know what to say. I, I No complaints. I told you when the call. I mm-hmm. said, I think you found a winner. Oh, wow. And he doesn't mean I sounded great because my voice sounded great. He just means the technology sounded <laughs> better than it normally did. He sounded exactly <laughs> like, he sounded as good as George can sound. I was like, okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> George, on behalf of me, now I apologize. Okay. On behalf of yourself. There you go. That was the day I got them, was the day that we tested them. So now right. you've used them for a week plus and you've been uh-huh. happy continued great yeah absolutely they've yeah. been great Fantastic. now i don't have sweaty princess leah ears <laughs> yeah that's a bonus <laughs> although i have this weird image in my head now of george with the ear buns thing and you know <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be some fan art coming from a fourth listener with george's princess yeah, leah we need some of that i'm That'd sure awesome. and very oh, sweaty and very sweaty be sweaty <laughs> yeah gotta be sweaty has to look anybody has that creates too. that i'll probably buy it i would buy it <laughs> That's what I've been playing around with. John, what about you? Have you got any new technology? Well, sure. On the the whole front of talking about your sweaty ears and listening to audio, (laughs) another (laughs) another thing that's... Audio is always a concern when you're dealing with how your app works or how you can find your library on Spotify or whatever. And we're very big into Plex to organize our media. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But listening to music through a Plex app is not ideal. You've got to wade through the video first, of course, and you've got to find what you want to listen to, and you've got to index 
fix it. And it's there, but it's not perfect. I happen to be browsing around and Plex Labs, which is think of like Google Labs. It's kind of the, the test bed for Plex. So Plex Labs, they have had an app for a couple of years called Plex Amp, but just literally a day or two ago, they dropped a brand new refurbished of 2.0, 3.0 something version of Plex Amp. Now, this is an app that can run on your Android, your iOS, or there's a Windows app, or there's a Linux, or wherever you want to download it. So it's ubiquitously available. Uh, but Plex Amp specifically focuses on your Plex library music. And even if you're not running a server, maybe you are just a client. Maybe you're a buddy of mine who watches my Plex stuff, but you don't listen mm-hmm. to music so much, but would like to. This Plex Amp app could even benefit you. So first, it's focused on just music, but it reminds me a little bit of uh, what Pandora and Spotify. It takes your music and creates stations and themes. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, it has options for how it does that. And it has an option called degrees of separation. And that means it enables connections between artists other than genre. So a good example is if I'm listening to Alan Parsons. Okay. Which you do on occasion. Yeah, Yeah. it might also reference Cat Stevens in that playlist because Alan Parsons did producing work for Cat Stevens. Oh, like Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of thing. Exactly. That's right. So you enable degrees of separation and it, it's, it reaches beyond genre to connectivity between the acts, which is pretty That's cool. That's pretty cool. The other really cool thing it has, remember the beauty of Windows 95 and every player you had had <laughs> no. that, the great visualization. It had the sparklies or it had the warp right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It has visualizations if you want them. And there's several other things, but the big one that I really enjoyed listening to music with this that differentiated listening it normally is it has this really cool thing. They I forget what they call it, but it's essentially a crossfade. I think they call it cool fades or something. Okay. Rather than music playing, starting, stopping, and the next one starting, it intelligently crossfades the music. So as one is ending, it brings in the next one. So it's seamless. So when you're listening to it, There's it's no more break like at all. Yeah, it's more like a radio station, and it's really cool. I've been playing with it for a day or so, but the key thing is, man, is it going to work with my Android Auto? I can't wait to find that out because I haven't been in my car in days. So who knows? <laughs> that was going to be one of my big questions because I always loved how when you and I would go on a road trip, you would pull up all the crazy music that you have, all the Nerdapalooza mm-hmm. stuff and everything, yeah. and we would listen to it, but you had such great controls. I have a similar car to yours, but I could never get the same experience because for whatever reason, the Plex app that worked mm-hmm. with Android Auto was terrible. It's not awesome. It's not awesome. I'm hoping this also integrates. I got to hope it does. Oh, I don't know, but I just downloaded it on my Android phone and I'm seeing all the things that you were talking about. I've got yeah. like instantly, all I did was sign in with my regular Plex. <laughs> so as I'm talking, you were both down Downloading yeah, it? Of course. <laughs> yeah, I did too. Why not? <laughs> but it's got stations there. It shows my the recently added music. It's uh, most Has played in the month one. of June. I'm yeah. like, that's awesome. And I'm like, most played in the month of June. I haven't played music since June. Damn, that's a long time. <laughs> But it's awesome. I love that. I, I think it's really cool. And it's free. So if you're a Plex user, I mean, you should at least try it out because if you enjoy music, and by the way, it has a real equalizer built in. Oh, cool. Like a drag and build a waveform equalizer. All of that is baked right in and it's pretty easy to work with. Very cool. Definitely looking forward to this. Yeah. So a couple of audio based tech toys to talk about. All right, Mo, we, we saved your grandiose one for last. Yeah, right. <laughs> Tell us what you've been checking out. Okay. So this is special because one, I received an email from one of our listeners, Mike C, oh, who said okay. that he felt sorry for me because I never had a tech toy. Oh my <laughs> goodness! <laughs> Did Mike 
Casey send you something? No, no, no. He sent me some links. Uh, he said, here's some things you can look at. Finger on the ideas. pulse of Mo. He's got your number. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I, so I looked at the links he sent me, all Amazon links. And Mike, to your credit, I instantly bought one of the things you sent because I was like, that is too cool. It's part of this series of wooden models based on Leonardo da Vinci's like different inventions that he had. Oh, like his drawings and his stuff? design and stuff. Yeah, yeah his yeah. design. And so uh-huh. the one I got was his catapult design that he did. Oh, okay. All right. Is like this a big like house sized catapult? <laughs> well, uh, I'm hoping, but it's the box is kind of small, so I doubt it. Okay. <laughs> it worked, actually works. It's all wood, and oh. it uses all like glue and dowels to put together. Oh, yeah. I've seen models like that. Okay. Yeah. So for me, it hits a couple high points. With one, it's a model. It's a cool little invention thing, and it's wood, and it looks super cool. They even give you little things of clay, so you can make little balls to shoot. Oh, do they? Yeah. Can you set them on fire? Oh, that's very popular with catapults. Ooh. You pour oil and- Ooh. Oh, you got to try. Dude. You got to put fireballs. <laughs> I'll let you know and how that works. John just got <laughs> Moe's dog scarred for life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, Flaming yeah, yeah. catapult bowl. That's, that's got to be a thing. <laughs> how did you not think of that already? I know. I'm sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. But it's super cool. I'll definitely throw some links and some pictures on the on our okay, show notes. Yeah. But it, it's just like, one, it's, it's incredibly well made. And it's made okay. from sustainable trees and blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Organic, <laughs> vegan catapult, right? Yes, yeah, a vegan, totally vegan. <laughs> and the thing is also looking at the way to the design that, that DaVinci came up with. It's not like a standard catapult where you have the tensions on the arm itself. Okay. This one, the tensions on these two kind of vertical poles that kind of get pulled in with ropes that goes around an axis. Yes. I, okay. I remember seeing that. And then yeah. when you release it, that's what pulls it up. And the, these structures are great because they're like, okay, they're like you can make it go further by over-tensioning the lines. <laughs> But because <laughs> right. if you want to use this for a long period of time, you don't want to yeah. do that. Yeah. But of course, I'm going to try. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> at least for one shot, right? Yeah. Just like the flaming, got to try exactly. that. At least I got to try that. Oh man, the flaming that is brilliant, dude. I, I <laughs> I'm, I got to figure this. I'll figure something out here. If, John, if I set my house on fire, though, I may be moving in with you. So I understand. Well, the guest room, I'll clear it out. Yeah. All no right. Problem. Cool. Just, just get yeah. that ready. So what did it cost you? Was it very expensive? No, it was like twenty something bucks. Okay. Yeah, that's not terrible. In the twenties. You know, and when you're quarantined, you're looking for things that are going to pass a little time. I know I bought some Legos. I hadn't bought Legos in probably a year, and I absolutely built some Legos the other day because what else are you going to do, you know? Yeah, it definitely keeps your mind and hands occupied. It's something to do, you know. It took me uh, probably a couple hours to put the whole thing together. Okay. Yep. You know, it was a good project length. And uh, they said I got to shoot clay balls at my dog. It was awesome. And fireballs coming soon. Yeah. I I may take pictures of that. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Kids play harder than anybody else. All right, time for our game segment. I'm going to start talking about my games. No. Oh, my I'm not God. Doing, now, no, see what you no, did, Mo. See what no, you did. George. No, that's it. Nope. That's it. Done. Oh, All right, my. So I'm playing a game. It's in my Steam series. I'm in letter E. Blah, 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 blah. Hold on. Pause here. I need to turn George up a little bit. He's, he's winding down. We need, we need to up the tension on George. Like your catapult. <laughs> catapult. We need to up the tension. 
Turned up to 11. Yeah. So, so yeah, your continuing series. I'm in my continuing series of going through all my <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of Steam games. Uh, I'm in letter E right now, and letter E is a bit sparse. I only had about oh. 10 games to choose from. Oh, in letter only e. about 10? Oh, 10. <laughs> oh, that's tough, man. It, well, it really was because most of them, it was odd. Not only there, were there only about 10 games in the letter E, but most of them were these music-based rhythm games. Oh, and they really? were all from different people and different names, so they weren't related or anything. It wasn't like okay. four versions of the same game. It just happened to be starting with E. Weird happenstance that, yeah. they. But I did find one that was not that. I found a little <laughs> puzzle platformer called Ethan Meteor Hunter. I like the title. It's really cute. Ethan is this little mouse, and it's all cartoonish kind of stuff, like the whole intro thing is akin to something like another world john if you remember when yeah we played yeah that. Oh, almost wow. like yeah. like a cell shaded sort yeah. of a little bit yeah and okay. it's that yeah. whole here's a scene and there's no real like nobody speaking or anything during the scene it's just sounds like one mouse is mad at another so he's it's kind of hard to tell what the real premise is other than that they're these anamorphic mice whatever they're like humans on their planet and a meteor shower comes in and apparently gives one of them a power to do these crazy things like jumping and controlling time and controlling objects in space, that kind of stuff. Oh, it was released in February of 2014. Currently okay. right now, the regular edition is sale on steam for nine 99. There's a deluxe edition for 14 99 and there's some DLC content for six 99. So there are wow. plenty of choices. Yeah. If you're interested in this game, do you have any idea what version you're playing? Is it the base probably, or I'm playing the base. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, it tells you in Steam which one is in your library, and I'm ah, playing the right. 999 one. Oh, right, right. I looked back in my Humble Bundle purchases to figure out when and how much I bought this for. I bought this in July of 2014, which is just a few months after it was released. Yeah, wow. it's new. <laughs> I bought it for $1. There were three games in the group, so this cost me 33 or 34 cents. Yeah. 33 cents. <laughs> it was just interesting that I have all these games that I've never played and to find something right. fun to play, which this game totally is it is this great little puzzle platformer like i said he has the ability at certain points to he clicks a button after he's gained a pause token he clicks a button and then he could grab objects and move them around to help himself jump up to other platforms that kind of thing or rotate them okay so then he okay. can move on in his level he can collect gems and that's the puzzle aspect is kind of changing the environment a little bit that's the puzzle so you can make it to where you need to get okay yeah, exactly is it continuous or is it like screen based like a screen is a puzzle a screen based it's level based okay oh that's nice i like those yeah. in individual levels some of them they want you to go super fast in other ones you need to collect a bunch of gems some of them it's just a matter of completing the level at all uh you mm. do have reset points that once you go past this meteor crystal shards that are laying on the landscape it's kind of like a save point and so you can hold down your b button and it'll rewind time to put you back there and reset everything that you did at, oh, okay you know, right before you die it's like a do-over that's a little braidish like braid a had that bit. rewind time that, yeah. a little bit mm -hmm. yeah that has elements and that's that's post braid so certainly inspired by that i would guess what's wrong think with so. that yeah yeah it's been out for about six years it's got mixed reviews not a lot, but I've enjoyed the game. I played it for about, I don't know, hour and a half at this point. Mm -hmm. So you got your Corey already. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> like it was a third of a Corey. <laughs> you know, no problem whatsoever. So yeah, it was pretty fun. All right. Ethan Meteor Hunter. And you're playing on PC, obviously, because it was a yes. humble bundle. Mm-hmm. All right. And is it available for other platforms or do you know? Sure? No clue. No, no clue. clue. Okay. Humble bundle purchase. And that's as far as I care. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my library. Done. Yep. I want to talk a little bit about a, uh, a platform for games because we've talked about you know, the Epic Store and Steam mm-hmm. and uh, GOG, the Galaxy, all stuff like that. Yeah. So before I tell you what I want to talk about specifically, let me propose to you a new gaming platform. And what would you think about it? So if I told you that this new gaming platform, kind of thing like a Steam or GOG or whatever, required you to never download, you could play instantly. You never had to purchase hardware to upgrade to play any game you wanted. Has infinite hard drive storage space and will play on any modern device, your phone, your tablet, your computer, anything. Sounds pretty good, right? Yeah, we've we've talked about it before. So that's the promise of Google Stadia, which is live streaming games. They're not the first to do it. Mm -mm. Uh, I know, George, you mentioned we talked about PlayStation now? Well, we've talked about Google Stadia before. Like you mentioned when they first announced it, you said you were looking forward to the it. announcement. We're looking yeah. into it. That's right. Yeah. Well, it used to be you had to get this advanced version of Google Stadia. You had to purchase a, a controller from them and a streaming box. Right. Mm-hmm. Now Google Stadia is open to everyone. All you have to do is go to the website and you're in. It's really oh, easy. So now it's okay. wide open. Okay. So the concept is all these promises that I mentioned, you can play a game in your browser, on your phone, where anywhere you have a c- controller connected. Like what type of game? Games too we're talking about like what level we're talking game? about indie games triple a titles we'll talk about those games in a second i wanted to mention uh first okay okay so here's all those pros why would you not do this yeah. so the concept is you buy a game and you instantly play it like there's no you just push play and you're in the game because it's all mm-hmm. happening on a server farm and they're streaming you the video and they're taking your controller input and streaming it back to the server farm as long as they fix the lag issue then we're great yeah so that gets into the potential problem so there's a potential for latency and lag mm-hmm I didn't experience it myself, but it's very data heavy in this world of data caps. And can you be sure there's a constant throughput? There's a possibility that could be a problem. I know, George, you don't stream as much as you would like to because you have a data cap, right? Yes. Yeah. My internet service provider, the wonderful world of Comcast or Xfinity or whatever (laughs) the hell they want to call themselves now. Yeah. They put like a one terabyte data cap on my service. So like if my kid, which right now he's stuck at home, so he's playing video games left, right and center. Yep. I have to go in there and throttle him a little bit. And I don't mean like literally choke him. I mean, that's step to, two. I have to pull his bandwidth back just a little bit, just so I can have enough to still be able to work from home. Yeah. That's a concern with this. Internet is always required. So there's no such thing as playing offline. Since the game sure. is always streaming, you can't play offline at all. So on a plane, this wouldn't work for you or somewhere with bad internet. Also, and this is kind of a, a shady thing you could say is happening everywhere. There's no concept of ownership ownership here. I mean, with Steam or those kind of things, at least you get a license, but the same is true here with Google Stadia. As long as Google Stadia exists, the thing you bought is around. And Google is notorious for just out of nowhere killing services. They do it all the time. With with just a little bit of notice. They're like, oh, in six months, this is going away. So that's possible. So I gave it a try. I read about all the pros and all the cons. And so I tried it out. Uh, The first thing to know is the fact that they're managing all of the back end. There is like an Xbox Live kind of thing. There is a mm-hmm. monthly charge to be on Google Stadia. Okay, makes sense. Okay, sure. They have a one or two month trial right now, but it's nine ninety nine a month for mm. access to all their processing power. But they give you access to all the games too. Oh hell no! Oh oh! It oh. comes with six free games when you sign up for the trial, so you can try it out.
out right away, but it's still a game marketplace. It's still, you look in the store, it costs $49, you pay with your credit card. Oh. The difference is you can play it right away and the you save know, is universal. Ooh. We all just went ooh and you and all like that, but honestly, that's exactly what Xbox Live was. Xbox it was. Live, you paid a monthly fee and you still do. I'm I'm saying like was, like it's no longer around. Right. You pay yeah. a monthly yeah. fee, when we but used you it. still yeah. have to pay for the games that you play on it. You never got those. I mean, you got one per month with the gold package mm-hmm. at one yep, point. something but, came in, right. So that's not yeah. horrible. It just feels creepy because we're so used to right now. Because we're used to free. Stre- streaming yeah. service, you pay the one fee yeah, and you exactly, get everything yeah. that's These part days, of it. yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Now, my experience with it was actually positive. I will say I didn't experience any latency or lag. Okay. Uh, I didn't have any like controller latency, like you push a button, he was, you know, time before he jumped. Nothing like that. I mean, I didn't measure it. But you couldn't see it different. You couldn't see it. No, it didn't feel yeah. bad. The thing that was really, really cool was I absolutely fired the Stadia app on my phone and tried it. And sure as hell, I was playing like a full 3D, you know, modern race car game on my phone with my Bluetooth controller. And it worked perfectly. It worked great. There's a lot to be said for it, but... I, 10 bucks? I have a couple of problems. I, I, the 10 bucks is not the thing that bothers me. Honestly, the, the data streaming is still a problem for so many people. Some people don't have true broadband anywhere in remote yeah, rural true. areas at all. And when you do have it, I mean, George, you live in the capital of Florida and still yeah. you're struggling with so data So I was caps. told when I moved here, I'm not right. convinced that this is the capital <laughs> of Florida. It doesn't feel that way, I know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so you're in, you know, what should be one of the 50 cornerstones of the nation, but even you have data caps. It's not easy easily accessible. Mm -hmm. So there's a problem there. So I want to present all this to you, tell you my experience, but really I'm interested in, I know what my opinions are and I've shared them. What do you think about this kind of a solution and the pros and cons? Would you try it? What do you, Uh, how do you feel this environment? So Mo, let's start with you. I, I, I guess with, I mean, I totally agree with what George said earlier about the you know, Xbox Live, essentially PlayStation Live. That's what this, this is the same model, it sounds like. Yeah. But yeah. in today's world, though, the idea of paying $10 a month for a service that really just gives you a platform and that's all you really get access for it. to the platform. Yeah. Right. Okay, access yeah. to the platform. Uh-huh. That just sort of, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. You know, it's like, a, especially for 10 bucks a month. I mean, that's more than Netflix. I mean, that's more than all these other streaming things you can get. True. That yeah. you get all the content. You can do watch anything you want. Yeah. Now, granted, I assume that their back end is probably a lot more intense to handle two way communication and all that stuff. It's not streaming just to you, you're streaming back. And also the idea that it really forces you to have, like, if there is, if my internet goes, Goes out, I can't play. Mm-hmm. You're stuck. Yeah, I'm stuck, and uh, that also I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that. You know, I like to have the game local, so I can always play it. If I want to play, and for whatever reason, don't want the world to know that I'm playing this game, I can't really. Right, you don't want to be bothered. I just want to play this game. I don't want any friend requests. I just want to play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know yeah. if it's manageable now. So I don't know. I mean, unless the games are amazing or something like that. <laughs> you know, I mean, like I don't know. There have to be some other thing, I guess, to attract me to this. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's all the same games. I mean, Red Dead Redemption's on there, indie titles, you know, Tomb Raider, that kind of stuff. A lot of pros and cons. George, what do you think about this? I mean, worthwhile? Would you try it? I mean, yeah, absolutely. I would try it. I'm not going to compare it to a service like Netflix or Amazon or any of those types of services because I don't think it's the same thing. I would compare it to the gaming services because that's the same area. So if we take a look at something like an Xbox Live or a PlayStation Now, it's definitely comparable. It sounds like it might have a more robust library eventually because they can add anything to their servers that they want, whereas Xbox Live can only add games that are for Xbox and PlayStation can only add games that are for PlayStation. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think you would end up with a more expansive choice list. 
list. However, to Mo's point about not being able to play if you're not online, if we compare this to Steam, Steam, you can obviously play if you're not online because you download the files, you install them on your computer. You have it locally. However, Mm -hmm. the trade-off is that in order to (laughs) be able to play offline, you have to take up space on your computer. For some of us, that's not a big deal, right? But as I mentioned in my segment part of the game section, I have 500 games in my Steam library. (laughs) I can't install all of them and play all Mm -hmm. of them because I simply don't have the room to do that. Google Stadia would allow me to play any one of my 500 purchased games at any time without having to have that concern about how much hard drive space is left or how much processing power is on that computer because they handle all of that on the back end. It would allow me to not have to upgrade my hardware and still play the game. That's right. That's a win right there because that's true. That's, that's if you think about having to upgrade video cards or sound H-E- chips or whatever H-E- else you might yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, you, John, I know we were talking recently, you're about to purchase a new PC. Yep. Upgrading one of these things is not simple. And depending upon what type of device you have, whether it's a laptop or a tower or whatever else you're playing on, like I have an Alienware laptop, there's no way in hell I'm upgrading that thing because it's a pain in the butt. Yeah. I think I'm really happy to hear how the service is going. I wasn't happy with their initial rollout. You had to buy their controller. You had to buy their device. (laughs) I didn't like that. So I never looked into it any further. But now that it's available to play on any device, I'm assuming Android or Google Chrome or whatever else you'll use from a Google platform. On your computer, you just play in Chrome. Like you go to the web address and you're playing in the browser because it's just streaming. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm happy with that. The other paradigm shifting thing that this introduces is imagine you're watching a live stream on Twitch and they're playing Assassin's Creed, right? Right. And you could put a link saying click here to try a demo of Assassin's Creed. You click, it opens a tab. And you play right away. And you're literally playing the game. There's no download. There's no whatever. Right. It opens up That's a smart. world, it, uh, possibilities that are very, very different than the existing. Here's a link to go download. Here's a code, whatever. It's intriguing. It's not my go-to, but I can tell you it's not something I have shelved yet. It's kind of something I'm trying the waters a bit. Is it hundred worth 120 bucks a year? Did, that's the wrong way to think of it, though. Is it worth 10 bucks a month? <laughs> I mean, or really, that's, those, no, like, those, nobody thinks about, you don't think about your hundred dollars a year you spend on Netflix. You think about your oh, yeah, $8 you a month. That's how you compared these two. No, no, I totally originally. look thinking about like, is it worth a year? <laughs> you know, my mom raised me to budget that way. That's a subjective <laughs> question. Is it worth each individual to that price? What is it you get versus what do you give yeah, up? I, th- I think that's it's true. a give and take. I think the real takeaway that all of us have kind of said in our own way is it's not a home run for sure. There are pros. There are some cons. It's, it's not an insta buy. <laughs> it's something to watch and see how it grows because yeah, I'm really intrigued. True. I guarantee you, if it was $5 a month, it would be an insta buy. Nobody in this group, I don't think, would That's argue true. with $5 a month. Maybe, maybe yeah. not. Yeah. Four ninety nine. Yeah. Maybe they've priced themselves out of it because they're making sure that they have enough capital to take care of all the server processing, the cloud processing behind it. And then it may come down. Who knows? And it might come down. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe. But I think that $10 a month, especially with a couple of months worth of free trial, it's worth giving it a shot. Oh, yeah. And, and that's yeah, that's sure. the very point. Right now it's free. So I'll throw you, you a link. Too, so. You can yeah, yeah, yeah. throw it down in the show notes. You click on it. Literally opens up, you log in with your Google account and you're about three clicks from playing a game. It's wow. off the races and cool. What about multiplayer? I'm sorry, I just didn't throw a question. Yeah, they support that, that as well. Yeah, they okay. connect between other players. Yeah, that's all there. Same kind of platform, it's just happening elsewhere, not on your computer. It's all there. Cool. Okay. 
Stacy. They're here. Don't waste time. Let Scrub Free clean your bathroom. Its heavy-duty foam dissolves most dirt on contact so you can get out of there fast. Give yourself a break. Clean your bathroom Scrub Free. Before we wind up the show, you know, we always like to take just a few moments here at the end to talk about what we're looking forward to between now and the next time we get together to record the show. We know it's all happening inside the confines of our house, but what are those things (laughs) are the variable? George, let's start with you. What are you looking forward to? Oh, I'm looking forward to some Paul Giamatti action. I'm telling you, Billion Season 5 starts on May 3rd. This is the HBO series that's all about big time investment in New York with Damian Lewis and Paul Giamatti is the district attorney for the Southern District of mm-hmm. New York and Damien Lewis is this big time Gord Gecko kind of investor who's real cutthroat and everything. Yep. It has been so much fun. I've loved every single season. They always find a central theme for the season that is some kind of issue or problem for one or the other characters or maybe between the two as it started out. The writing on this show is top notch. The character development on this show is unbelievable the actors and actresses playing those characters are perfect in every single role that they put on the show i can't get enough of it every single time this series starts i watch it the instant it drops it's one of those shows for me that Mm. i have to watch it right when it drops not two or three days later Uh, (laughs) it's not i'll get to it kind of thing it's a no no so billion (laughs) season five starts on may 3rd on hbo cool i love having those kind of shows that just like oh there's another one let's watch it it's exciting yeah it doesn't feel like a task it feels like a, a joy it's great. Right. You'd love those. <laughs> I'm looking forward to something that's not media at all. It's actually a piece of tech. Uh, George, you alluded to a little bit ago that I'm in the market for a new computer. After probably two or three decades of building my own computers, I'm buying a yeah. pre-built computer for the first ah. time in in forever. It's almost, I think it's worth it in a way because it's- That's the thing. And, yeah. I was going to build my own. So I, I found, now you can buy generic Dells and stuff that have yeah. God knows what parts. Of, I found this company called- Skytech, and they use off-the-shelf parts. So you know what kind of card you have, what kind of CPU, what kind of motherboard, who makes them. So I found this great box that I wanted. I went out and priced the parts, and I couldn't beat it. I could not beat their price using the exact same components. And less headache, too. Wow, so like you tried to shop for those components on like Newegg and things like that. Yes, and yeah. you couldn't get better than their price. I couldn't beat them. I could just about match it, but it didn't include Windows. It wasn't pre-built. It was, you know, like, oh, yeah, power supply. Just, Windows I mean, Windows is 100 bucks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. It, it's all included. That's all there. Are they putting this thing together for you? Yep, putting it together. It comes wow. shipped. Wow, oh, that's pre-built. Of course, I'm a dummy. I'm sorry. Yeah. But that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's Skytech. There's the model called Omega. They have several lines. And the one I, it's almost their top of the line. It's one down. I couldn't quite justify the crazy top of the line. You look at specs, <laughs> and yeah. the specs were like six hundred bucks and the specs go up by five percent you're like nah i don't need that <laughs> but it's i mean it's a core i9 9900 it oh, is okay. it's a, a geforce rtx 2080 video card Ooh. about six generations newer than the one i have now is, is that good i don't know it, yeah, it's, it is. it's you're just it's, it's really good. you're just it's throwing letters and numbers at me <laughs> it's an alphabet no soup at george it's like yeah. you joined the military <laughs> and it's just, all these acronyms yeah trust me it's good it's a really beefy box now i am spending about two grand for it but again mm. I could not get all these pieces 
for all those things. And my current computer I'm replacing, which by the way, I started blue screening on me. So it's truly time to replace it. I mean, I had it for maybe six or seven years. So this is going to last for quite a while, yeah. I think. How much memory did you get on this sucker? Oh, it's got 16 gigs of crazy Jeez. RAM in it. And I mean, it's expandable to much as 64 gigs if I feel like it, if oh, I want my to. God. It's just, I, I've needed it. And you always love building a computer, but now I have one that I'm going to arrive. I don't have to do any work. I don't have to run all the <laughs> jumpers and all that stuff. I'm going to plug it in, set it up. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to improve my editing, my video editing, audio stuff, my multitasking, all the crap that I do. So Skytech Omega, I'll throw a link down in the uh, show yeah. notes for you, Mo. Yeah, I want to take a look because I'm trying to, I'm already in my brain. I'm already trying to wind the wheels of how I'm going to convince my wife to allow me. Because <laughs> it's like, honey, it's been like seven years since I bought this yeah. Alienware. Yeah. Um, I could give the Alienware to you and you would have a better See there? computer. Honey. <laughs> you know what? George is always working the angles. That's what I love about well, it. Well, especially because <laughs> if I can show her, my wife is one of those people who she finds these incredible sales everywhere. She goes to JCPenney, buys $200 worth of clothes for like a buck 50. She, yeah. She's nuts about <laughs> wow. sales. So if I can show her that, look, honey, if I bought all this stuff individually, it would cost yeah. $75 million. But John gave me this link and it only cost 2000 Whoa, whoa. Don't bring me into this. <laughs> yeah, Ray still likes him. That's right. That's right. I'm trying to preserve that. But I was like, hey, give me the link. Just leave me out of it. <laughs> uh, Mo, what about you? What are you looking forward to? With binging and TV and all that stuff. One thing that I've been looking forward to for a while was the new season of Rick and Morty, which started mm-hmm. a while ago. But they broke up the season in half. Oh, yeah. They're on a break Ah. right now. The second half of the season is kicking off May 3rd. And it's one of these shows that I really enjoy, and I don't know why. (laughs) I'm not sure why I like to show this much. I I can relate to that. Yeah. (laughs) I probably haven't watched all of Rick and Morty, and I see it, and I go, like, I don't want to watch that. And then I watch one, I'm like, that was really good. Yeah. And I can't figure out what it is that's really good about it. It's actually a very smart show, even though it's kind of full of kind of juvenile humor. feeling people have when they're listening to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know why. I mean, it's this, kind but. of smart, but it's kind of juvenile. Yeah. That's it. We're, we're tech. We're the audio podcast version of Rick and Morty, apparently. Okay. Hey, it was worse to be compared to. Right. Pickle so, Rick. Yeah, so, so they got five more uh, episodes coming. They got five Sorry. more episodes coming out. So the next one starts May 3rd. So definitely looking forward to May it. May 3rd. All right. I, I might be where, there with you. I'll see if I can make myself watch an episode. I know I'll like it, but I'll try. Yeah. Did you hear the news? At last, April Freshness is in a dryer sheet, introducing new downy sheets, and their biggest fan is Bernard's. Whoa, Katie, your blanket needs April Freshness. Downy sheets make everything April Fresh. If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know. So if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show. So hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. 
That is going to just about wrap it up for this edition of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. Before we leave, I always love taking just a moment here toward the end to express our thanks to all the folks that support us financially over on Patreon. And I've said it many, many times, uh, they literally give a couple bucks every month to support what we do here on the podcast, over on YouTube and the website. And they deserve to get recognition. I am thanking you, Thomas, Chad, Mike C, Mark, Marcus, John with an HD, and Tony, Greg, LT2, Stu Monkey, Dana, Arlem, Chet, Greg Z, Stubaka, Agile, Slomo, Blasted or Stash it, Adam, Ben, Davis, Levi, and Dan. Ooh, we did it. Oh, thank you so uh, two breaths, but I made it great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to all of you. If you would like to join this roster of amazing pinnacles of the human experience, George, tell the fine fourth listeners how they can go about that. Just in case anybody out there named Sticks of Kansas wants to know how to use <laughs> Patreon to go ahead and send us a couple of bucks as he mentioned during his iTunes review. Right. Get out your notepad and your pen right now. Write down this address, genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. We'll Boom. take you straight to the link where all you have to do is create an account, sign up, send us some money, click subscribe, send us a buck. We love you. Send us a couple of bucks. We love you twice as much. Send us $3 <laughs> and you get a whole bunch of behind the scenes footage and mm -hmm. clips and John sending us off to IRS hell <laughs> as he's done. <laughs> You post so, one vlog, and that's what yes, happens. Exactly. <laughs> I'm never going to let you leave that one down. Until the next but one. Again, it's genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. And George's yep. love is definitely for sale. <laughs> it's not for sale, but it can be rented. It can, it can be, be rented. rented. <laughs> we will be back in two weeks with a regular edition of our show, but next week is our backtrack, where we pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep. Mo, tell the fourth listeners what they can look forward to next week. Well, I think we're going to take a different tact in things. We're going to take a more intellectual view on oh. our next podcast, where we're going to have a, an official debate. Are we getting new posts? Oh, yeah, <laughs> new hosts? It. No, no, same posts. <laughs> Are you sure? getting that much better. All right, okay, so maybe it's not going to be that intellectual, but it is going to be a debate, and it's going to be a debate okay. on some classic Star Wars topics. So we're going to be talking about things like how good was the new original series, what's the best episode, you name it, and we're going to have a throwdown oh. intellectual fight, I guess, mm. of some sort. A throwdown intellectual <laughs> fight. That's right. <laughs> wow. I'm trying to picture and it. We'll have many, many opportunities for people to write in about how George is wrong. So it'll be awesome. Oh, I'm sure you're right there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm wrong. And you're wrong. Yeah. We'll all get into the we'll action. be wrong at some point, I'm sure. That is coming your way next week. I hope you'll join us for that. Until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you. Oh, man, always fun. And fourth listener, we appreciate you most of all. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. We're also an affiliate of the Geeks Worldwide Radio Network. You can check them out at the GWW.com. Oh, I guess we're recording. Yeah, I started the fucking morning. Hey. Oh, Hi, everybody. Hey, we're recording, everyone. <laughs> That's good to know. In five, four, three. Wait, 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 wait. Does oh. Mo does Mo have his dog muted? <laughs> Go it's kick your possible. dog right quick. <laughs> <laughs>
personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.